life is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game, it's no longer a game anymore at all. You start living your life. Well, another episode of One Big Head Game uh, with Bo Killingsworth, Garrett, Duet, and Kyle Evans today. Special guest. Thanks for coming on board. Hey, man. Kyle. It's my pleasure. You know, Kyle is a real estate mogul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I dabble. He's, he's, in, he's in every area, it seems like. He's a real estate agent. He's grown his own team uh, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, it's called Constellation um, Home, Home Sales. Sales. Yeah. Okay. That's his team. But he's kind of the reason we have him on today is not only because he's a really good looking guy, <laughs> but also because he is doing something a little bit different or it seems like it's different. He's not just a regular real estate agent. He's he's kind of taken the task up of helping other real estate professionals, you know, get the most out of their life. And I think that's really interesting. And I'm sure that he's going to have a lot to say about that and how he does what he does. Um, and he really, it seems like, comes at it from a coaching and motivational perspective. Sure. And uh, and I don't know if I've seen anybody else who's marketing themselves in real estate, real estate agency, anything like that, that's doing that. Yeah. So uh, so I think that's really interesting. Thanks for coming on board today. And we appreciate uh, it. Glad to yeah. be here. Why don't we start kind of with just you telling us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, you know, where you're at, what you do on a daily basis and where you came from. Sure. Let's yeah. Just start with that. I mean, it, it all started on a, um, a windy day, 1988. <laughs> Some would say it was the best day ever. 88 was a good year. <laughs> it's a good year. It was a good great year. year, buddy. Man, I'm aging like fine that's wine, when I. Buddy. That's when I was, that's when <laughs> that's I came right. in too. That's right. It's the best vintage, you would say. Um, no, man. So I started um, real estate journey part time, like back in the bars. Right. Yeah. One of my buddies was like, hey, man, you know, a ton of people. Mm -hmm. You would probably be great at real estate. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. And I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and I'll change my life based and, yeah, on what you yeah. just said. You know, in the first year, it still shocks me because I was just and I, I tell this story a lot in the rooms is. I was not good. <laughs> yeah. Like I am shocked that people would let me write contracts for <laughs> things that they would own for 30 years. Yeah. You know, and then it, it hit me, um, me and my wife, we got married, we got pregnant and you know, she was like, I don't necessarily love the, um, the bar thing. Oh, I, I like, wonder why. Weird, right? That you know? is weird. And so, they usually like, love yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It's great family building. You know, yeah, it's a good career. Asterisk. There are people who do it well, guys. For just, sure. For, for the sure. most, it's a tougher thing. And so, decided to give real estate a shot. You know, went full time into that. Um, joined a team, started working, and then realized truly how bad I was at real estate. Mm, like it did not start the way that I desired it to start. Mm -hmm. What did you, what, what was the what, the difference there? You thought you would just come in hot. Fact. Huh? Oh yeah. HGTV, you know, I got this, you know, it's going to be awesome. It's so and funny. it was not awesome. Right. And so I, I started, um, Raising my hand, right, and then asking people like, "Who are successful? How are you doing it? How are you doing?" It? And I really leaned into training and coaching, and that kind of changed my life. I took a course, is one of the ones that I do now, and it just set me up on the right direction, man. Like we started getting deals, and um, 
the rest was downhill, man. Kind of grew a really big team with uh, a guy, and we grew it all the way up to you know 265 units a year, mm, which nice. is you know in the real estate world a pretty good amount. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. yeah. And so from that, that led me into I was training and coaching all of these agents doing that. And a lot of it came from my own mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I tell people all the time, I should write a book on how not to be a real estate agent yeah. because, yeah. you know. That's an interesting thing Yeah, man. You just, that you just said there. Yeah. It's the best way to learn sometimes. It is, man. It, and I feel like people um, beat themselves up too much about their failures. And I'm like, man, what you think disqualifies you actually qualifies you. Mm-hmm. Like because I failed, now I know where the, where the spots are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so being able to help people do that, I realized a, a new path. You know, mm. I was like, man, I really love this. And people tell me I'm good at it. You know, we'll see what happens in the, <laughs> the annals of history. But uh, for now, it's going well, man. So I started doing that, really got into the coaching aspect of it. And now that's mainly my where I spend my time and my energy. And I have the team kind of doing the thing for our clients. Yeah. And that's your that's your passion. It seems yeah, like it's, absolutely. it's yes. Real estate is the business. Mm-hmm. But uh, you tell me, it seems like the passion is <clears throat> helping other people succeed in that space sure. yourself. And that's probably where your mind uh, sits most uh, most days. Huh? That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and that's too. That's another thing, too, man. It's like we, we talk to people, especially business people. You guys are entrepreneurs. You get it. And I, sometimes some of the business people I coach, you know, they're like, you know, I'm just not jazzed up about painting or trash mm-hmm. collection. I'm like, man, it's a vehicle. Hey, feel you. Right. Feel you on that. I'm not like, hey, man, can't wait to do this foundation check on this home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Monday. Passionate termite about. inspection. <laughs> Today's going to be amazing. Yeah. But no, man, it's a vehicle. It's like, what can this get you? Where yep. does this take you? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I want to hear more about, let's go back even further. Yeah. Where yeah. we started. Yeah, know? man. Me and Kyle uh, met each other. Um, Man, on a great day. It was another windy day. Windy day. Another windy day when we met, and it was uh, probably where what where was it? I'm trying to think if we. It's, it's funny. I always try to think about the first time I see people. You know. Great question. It was probably I definitely saw you on Facebook before, or something like that. But it, we probably met at Mike's. Yeah, he was. Uh, Garrett was like, "Hey, you know, did y'all go to school together?" I was like, "Well, well we went to a school, the <laughs> school of Tigerland University." Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, we met at a bar, and, yeah. and Kyle was the lead. I mean, he was the cool dude. He was not – he wasn't like regular bartenders, you know. He was the guy that everybody wanted to hang around. How yeah, do you was, not have, like, a list of 3,000 people looking to be on this show? Like, you were just pumping it up over there, man. I, like, look, if, you, if you're watching this and right. you want some promo, look, I'll give <laughs> it to you. It, just come dude. sit in this chair. Hype guy. No, but it's it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm being truthful. It's true. I, I looked at you. I was like, oh, man, this guy's cool. You know, everybody wanted to uh, – to, get a oh slide a free shot your yeah, way yeah, you know right. and, and the you never did that. the time you certainly never gave me any shots of course but, not. Um, everybody wants but, to be friends with the bartender that's right yeah for that's sure right. and they it was it was a fun job yeah, i, I yeah, had a lot of fun but that's where Great me and kyle met yeah it was fun it was fun you, i made like uh negative five dollars a sure. night but sure. it was it was awesome it's about the experience yeah 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 standing at that door you know <laughs> oh right. you think you're coming in here dude uh, that's going to be a no. Let's get not out of here. today, not, Francis. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Not today, Leonard Fournette. Right, you right. think you're cool? No. no. Uh, but yeah, that's where uh, me and Kyle met. And uh, and I would say you were definitely successful then. You definitely knew how to work with people then. Yeah, I, man, that's what that I witnessed cool from learning, you. That was a cool learning experience in itself. And, and I'm a big, and don't get it twisted, guys. We're talking about how much of a good experience that was. I think the soft skills that yeah. you can mm. pick up in the service industry. Yeah. Mm 
are so valuable in so many different aspects of your life for sure man. afterwards right? for sure man you can't you can't really replicate that no man i don't know it, you whether you're uh, a bartender or a server yeah. or something like that if you take that seriously and you got to get out of your shell a little bit because you're, you're having to talk with people and you have to give them immediate uh, positive service. That's right. And at a bar. That's you know, right. Same thing. Right. And you're dealing with drunk people. So, yeah. you know, they get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Conflict <laughs> if you, resolution. Yeah. If you can learn how to deal with drunk people, you'll be that's good right. to go with yeah, any customer. That's right. I worked, I worked in the conflict resolution <laughs> yes, space of yes, that bar. Uh, <laughs> I probably caused some of I'll the conflict. <laughs> I don't know if your nickname would have been Bo the Pacifist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, can't we just all get along? No. No, we get out of here. <laughs> but that's where we met, man. That was that was a fun time, and uh, and I just bring it up because one, it's part of who you are, and, mm-hmm. and two, um, I do think like some of those skills, you know, that's that's what makes you an attractive guy, an attractive personality, and certainly yeah. that helps you in everything that you do. Yeah, you man. Know? And I'm, I'm sure it's you look at that as a as a big thing. I you. do, and and you know, another thing too that I think is very often overlooked in the skill set of the service industry is. Um, how to do things well and quickly and decision-making under pressure. Mm. Because when you get in the weeds or like, you know, let's say you're a waiter and you get sat with a a 20 top and you already had all the tables that you can handle. Yeah. It's not going to be an easy shift. Dude, it's not easy. You've got to. Yeah. I remember one time I was a, I was a server uh, at a restaurant in Lake Charles. It was my first job in, uh, in I was young in college, like right after uh, high school and uh and i was just a bus boy and i would bring drinks you know mm-hmm. like they would order them and then i'd bring them over one time i uh i had a drink uh, a tray full of drinks full yes and i walked <laughs> it over to that table and uh and there was a person at this table that i knew from high school okay that i like grew up with so i had witnesses okay and i proceeded to walk over there and i don't know what happened but I dumped all those drinks yeah. all over that table and all over this this lady. Oh, it was everyone. Yeah. The the whole place stopped, you know. Oh. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Like the whole record scratch? Like, oh, big time. Yeah. And I, I just walked over. I just It's like one of those things. I wish it was on camera. I just walked over and just dumped it right <laughs> on everyone. And it was chock-a-block full. Yeah. It was bad, man. I, was, I wanted to die. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm done with this. I go hit in a corner. I was shaking, <laughs> uncontrollably eating leftover food. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? It was Next nuts. month is ruined. Oh, dude, that will change yeah. it. And I still remember that feeling. I've never quite gotten yeah. that low anymore since then. Yeah, we can't tell that you're scarred by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember every. It's like frame by frame. I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, that's the so thing traumatized. Too, man. It's like you got punched in the mouth by oh, life. Oh yeah. And then you couldn't just quit. Oh no. You I wish go, I could. Have. I know, right? I wanted. You to. had to figure it out and cool. face it and keep going. And that that stuff mm. right there, man. It's mm. overlooked and it's powerful because yeah. you're here. You're here talking about it yeah. years later oh, and how an impactful moment it was. Yeah, I tell people about it all the time because it was like the <laughs> lowest point. I'm like, you can't get more embarrassed. You're trying to. It's a nice restaurant, you know. Right. And you're trying to eat there. You're, you know, you're spending a good amount of money. Sure. Nice steaks. Everything's nice. The ambiance. And then next thing, boom, you get hit with ten drinks yeah. in your face. But and you didn't see it coming. No. It no. just hit you. <laughs> had a full tray of drinks, then I didn't have a full tray of yeah. drinks. And I had scar tissue That's for right. the rest of my life. Uh, it's right here. You can't see it. It's there. Oh, it's there. It's there. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about your real – I want to talk about the coaching. You know, sure. How did you – okay, so you started in real estate. 
was it hard for you to, like you say, raise your hand? Okay. When you said raise your hand, what you meant by that is you started um, uh, looking for guidance, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So you started doing that just to learn more about real estate in general. That yeah, had man. nothing to do with coaching, really. You were just no. do, doing the process of yeah. uh, educating yourself in the real estate space. How did mm-hmm. you. Was it hard to raise your hand? That's a great question. Yeah. And it's one of the things I talk about a lot because I think it is, well, I don't want to speak for others, but it was hard for me because yeah. you're talking about where we met, right? Yeah. You had to have um, a certain <laughs> confidence level oh, yeah. or ego level to do it because that's kind of what the role requires, right. you yeah. know? And yeah. so being putting that aside and I guess you would say being vulnerable and re- being like, hey, you know what? Yeah. I don't know this. Uh. What do you do? Most people just eat it. They're like, hey, you know, and I'm not going to look like the fool. Um, yeah. And my business and my life transformed whenever I became okay with being the dumbest person in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to hear, man. Because that's right, that's, man. I figured you would say that. It's uh, it's such a huge deal. It's wild, dude. And it's the crazy thing and what I desire people to understand is like when you put that ego aside – and you really seek guidance and like humbly seek guidance, mm-hmm. not because people seek guidance and then they, they want to still have a full cup. Everyone. Yes. Everyone right. wants that. Hey, man. Yeah, I would love to learn more. And then this is how I do it. But I see what you're doing. But this is how I do it. And this is what, that's yeah. not yeah. seeking guidance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Man. And like everything changed. And I, I find that every time I get to a certain point in life, I start looking for those rooms or that guidance or that next mentor. And it really like almost like a vacuum pulls you into the next chapter if you're doing it in a genuine sense. Yeah, 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 that's true. I think that's, uh, so I own a tutoring company called Mm -hmm. Open Door Tutor. And I think the main reason that they come to us is because they don't want to ask questions in class. When they have one person they can talk to, that's right. And that's nothing else. They're good to go. They that's ask right. as many questions as they need, and they're you know they're getting A's and B's now when they had yeah. asked before because they just didn't ask the questions in class. Yeah, they didn't want to look dumb yep. in front of everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, usually if someone has a question in class, like if you're in class and you have a question, like 50% of the room has right. the same question. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to look stupid, man. That's right. People, look, guys, two fundamental things. People want to look good, and they want to be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. If you can help people look good and be right – or at least yeah. feel those things, mm-hmm. man, you're off to the races in yeah. any business that you have. Yeah, that's yep. true, man. That's very true. Interesting from a business perspective. I hadn't thought about that necessarily, making people. That one's free. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> send me an invoice. Yeah, right. uh, yeah I, uh, I try to do that anyway. You know, I feel like my personality tries to do that, but I haven't thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's the thing. But, you probably are doing it unconsciously yeah well know? i'm just a nice guy you know I you just, say I just that like to... you know you say that <laughs> seriously though think about this man and like i love to break stuff down this is just the way my mind works uh i love how the brain works even though we don't realize it like i made a joke about you like hey come on this show bo's over here hyping you up like you just do that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. that's just a skill that you have that you may not even realize how strong of a skill it is yeah it's yeah. true and other people, That's true, yeah. dude, I, I get to talk to hundreds and thousands of different people. Other people would die to have that skill naturally. Really? And you already have it. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's a great, like, connector with people. You're making them feel at ease. It's kind of from the book um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale wow. Carnegie. It's interesting because I read those books when I was, like, 16. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. should bring them back. Yeah. And yeah. Blow the dust <laughs> off it. <laughs> It's good stuff, Make sure man. the binding's still good. Rips <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, dude. That's yeah. Some, some of those soft skills that you have ingrained that you don't even realize you have. Yeah, and you're doing that to me currently as we speak. <laughs> you're pumping me up. Because you, you bet, you bet I 
I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to be someone who is a positive thing sure. to, to people. Like that's that is my nature. Um, I want people to feel comfortable around me. I want people to feel like they're they're their best self around me. I, I really right. do want that. Whether I achieve that or not, I, I do want that. And uh, so you're. You're Mr. Miyagiing me right now. We need to get yeah. this as a clip. I tell you what, this one is of like <laughs> a lot of things are going on in this one exchange here. One of my skills as a coach, and I don't even, I think I probably, I mean, I learned it along the way, I'm sure, because uh, I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, you're so wise for these. I'm like, dude, I'm just a hodgepodge of things that I learned from other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't come out the womb like, I'm Tony Robbins. I'm <laughs> yeah, out the womb. Let's get you to your best self. Yeah, mom's like, here's a bottle. I'm like, mom, tell me about your biggest challenge right now. <laughs> Mom, uh, let's go. You know, <laughs> but one of my one of my uh, strengths is is being able to mom. kind of <laughs> mom, mom, the meatloaf. Let's let's put the bottle down for yeah. a second, mom. You got to pull hilarious. yourself out. Everybody lives here, right? They have their blinders on. They're living here, and as they should, because that's their life. Being able to take a thirty thousand foot view and kind of look down and hold the mirror up for people mm-hmm. and be like, dude, you're not even seeing yourself as you are. You're seeing yourself mm-hmm. as you think yep. you are. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can uh and that's probably one of the skills, let's hone in on that because in coaching a lot of that is that. It's it's you showing uh the the subject, let's call them, uh, a different perspective of themselves that they are incapable or unwilling to see. Right. You know? Because right. they see and me, I look at myself a specific way. Yeah. Garrett looks at his self a specific way and uh and they are false. Mm-hmm. Right? They're false in in uh, uh, the positive way, they're false, and in the negative sure. way, they're false. You sure. know? So uh, be, having the skill of being able to identify those things about people, which, which you have to be able to intrinsically learn about people. Yeah. You have to be able to listen to, to be able to know that person to uh, reflect that mirror on them, right? That's I mean, right. What's your process? Like, do you coach one-on-one or do mm-hmm. you coach groups? I mean, I'm sure you do both. Yeah, you I know? do both. But so when you're going one-on-one, you know, what's your goals uh, first off, you know, off the rip when you, when you get with someone and you're trying to help them? <sighs> That's a great question. Um, it's two things, man, two foundational things when I'm first meeting with someone and then you remind them along the way and I again learned these from other people and the number one thing is you set the expectations for the Mm -hmm. relationship right first off I'm like I want you to understand because most people and you kind of talked about it with tutoring like we don't want to be look the fool but that's because we don't want to be judged or Mm -hmm. rejected right and so my first foundation is you will never meet someone who is as unjudgmental as me and everyone always takes that they're like okay and you know (laughs) and then like a few sessions in they're like oh yeah dude you really don't judge at all i'm like that's the point i (laughs) can't help you if i'm making micro judgments about you as we're doing it yeah and the second one is you know (laughs) confidentiality because people don't want to bear their heart Mm -hmm. if it's gonna you got to be careful of vents right because they go to other rooms yeah you know what i mean (laughs) so like knowing that and then the second one is man i prepare to listen yeah and for me it's almost and I was reflecting on this really just this past week because people we were talking about anxiety with different people and I said anxiety doesn't live in the future yeah I mean I'm sorry anxiety lives in the future or the past it doesn't Mm -hmm. live in the present moment Mm -hmm. and for me coaching is almost like a meditative process because I have to firmly if you're doing it well be present in the moment and paying attention to what you're saying what you're not saying yeah. what your tonality is like, what your body language is like. Because if I'm not paying attention at that sort of level, I'm not going to be able to do my best help for you. Yeah. It's almost like a, a you have to be a therapist, but for their professional life. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's really, it's a lot of listening, a lot of paying attention. And dude, sometimes 
people just want to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. I mean, this is a group of guys right here. In mm-hmm. society right now, it is not uh, a huge thing for men to bare their soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so what when, was I thinking? when you get on the call, like, what are those first few questions that you ask? Like, you know, figuring out about the person or, sure. you know, what do they want to do? What is most of those people? Look yeah, like? man, my first call, it's a discovery call. Like, I want to know what's going on in their world. Where are they like? What's their biggest challenges? You know, what do they desire? What's mm-hmm. the end result? You know, what does a what do you want to get out of this relationship? Because yeah. I I believe and this is from, you know, the medical field. <clears throat> prescription without observation is malpractice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go into the doctor's office and say, hey, you know what? My arm hurts. They're like, great. Let's get you here's an ankle some brace. Cialis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Here's some Cialis, Cialis. Right? You say arm, but I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Let's go with they that. They don't. They're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. They're probably going to take some different tests, blood pressure. Hey, do move like this. Do like this. And then it might escalate to even more tests mm-hmm. before they can really give you an answer. And so. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, if yeah, even. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's kind of the thing is like, how many questions can I ask and how can I not make judgments without knowing all the facts? Yeah. And yeah. so really, if it's discovery, man, it's asking open ended questions to learn more about the people. Yeah, I found it. Uh, what I was trying to get to you a moment ago was the anxiety thing, mm-hmm. uh, because that's such a big deal. And uh, big I, would, I would assume people who would be attracted to this podcast uh, would have anxiety because everyone has to to a certain level, right? Yes, um, especially today, man. It's just it's an epidemic, and uh, and you said that anxiety doesn't live in the present; it lives in the future or the past. And I, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine uh, about anxiety and uh, and particularly about worrying, mm-hmm. you know, which is you know uh, anxiety. Sure, it's, it's, a lot of it, right? <clears throat> and uh, it was just like. Uh, all of that work and all of that mental energy, you know, goes into uh, trying to engineer or think about uh, things that uh, are not real yeah. and uh, and certainly could never happen. So it's just a, a big waste of time. Ultimately, that's a big generalization, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but or even if it could happen, there's no real use on worrying about it now. Just doing what you need to do so that it doesn't <laughs> right. happen. That's right. That I, right. I told this person uh, to. Um, uh, focus on the actions that they can actually control right. because the outcome in in that case uh, uh, for him the outcome uh, uh, you can't control outcomes a lot of the time you know we can as business people we can have great plans and we can <clears throat> put those plans into work but you can't control the that's outcome right. that's right. you know you can't control cancer mm-hmm. you can't control deaths in the family you can't control um, uh, mental illness sometimes, you know, it's it, sometimes that stuff will hit you and you can't control it. Yeah. And uh, and worrying about those things or trying to uh, determine the outcome in the future is is kind of difficult. And I have <clears throat> I have some uh, difficulty sometimes because, you know, when you set goals and, and this would be good for you when you set goals. You set some boundary, some something out in the future that you want to see happen. But, you know, uh, a lot of the times when we're setting goals and putting those actions into place, we can't control what happens there. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you get to the point where, yes, you have goals, but at the same time, you need to be OK with whatever that result is and just focus on the action, you know, because goal setting is a big part of coaching. How yeah. do you how do you deal with goals and, uh, and, and the outcomes in the future? Are you very hard on that? Like, wh- what do you think? So that's a great question, man. And I, I think it all kind of stems together with what we're because t- people get anxiety about their goals, right? <laughs> I do. You know, you set For the sure goals and then you're worried about right. it. You nailed it, man. It's oh, like, yeah. Hey, look, I can't control everything. Yeah. Hello. 
Yeah, yeah. Duh. What can you control? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are worrying about what you can't control, why are you worrying about it? Because you can control it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you can do is do everything in your power to have set up the best environment for success. Yeah. And what happens happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we learn along the way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then like. And like you said, man, like I'm not trying to make an overarching thing. Some people have anxiety because of a literal biological problem. Yeah, exactly. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, here. yeah. for sure. We're talking That's about overthinking. Mental, <laughs> we're That's talking the about the illness. feeling of anxiousness. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like, and I'm not telling people that it's not okay to ever feel that. Those are human emotions, right? right? And so one of the things that I always say, it's one of my, my, uh, I guess, ethos is, it's like people don't drown from jumping in the river. They drown from staying underneath it. Yeah. It is okay to have those thoughts from time. They're human emotions. Right. We can't control our first thought. We can control our second thought, though. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of the game. If you want a better life, get better at controlling that second thought, the time that it takes you to get there, yeah. the, to- the strength of the power of that second thought. Yeah. That changes your life. And then for goals, man, it's you said, like, how hard are you? And that depends on the person. Yeah. So one of the things I ask them, because, again, I, my life is not your life. Mm-hmm. Your life is not his life. And so I want to be like, hey, how how accountable do you want to be to these goals? Scale of one to ten. This is literally, I'll give you the exact questions. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. ten. Almost yeah. everybody says that. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, almost everybody. <laughs> awesome. Do. Awesome. Get ready. What does a ten look like to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my <laughs> ten's not your ten. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. ten question is really just a setup. Because no matter what, no yeah. matter what number they, say. they don't want to look stupid, so they don't want to be like, oh well, I'm kind of weak, yeah. so let's go with four. <laughs> right? I'm gonna be like, great. What does a four look like to you? Because yeah, the, the numbers are irrelevant. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They just leads to the next question: is what does it look like to you? And then they explain that, and then I ask them a couple questions deep on each one. Mm-hmm. So let's say, okay, it means being completely honest with me. Great. Give me an example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, tell me I suck. Well, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. gonna tell you that you suck. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to use those words, but... So, yeah, man. I mean, the accountability just kind of depends on the person. And one of the things that I was just literally talking about this morning on a call is people are like, there's just this societal thing about accountability is a bad thing. Or we like hide from it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because it hurts. Because it hurts. Because we have to, when we are being held accountable, there is a real chance that someone is going to call us out for our failures. And nobody likes to fail. However, dude, accountability is such a gift. People who are holding you accountable care. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like people who are like, hey, Bo, dude, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be with friends who are like, hey, dude, we're not going out tonight because you have a big goal. You need to study harder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, don't sleep in. I know that you didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Don't sleep in. You said you were going to go to the gym every day. Go to the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's accountability because those people desire your best from you yep. and they're going to pull you and hold you to that flame. Dude, accountability will change your life. Like I've got it in so I've got different coaches for different things. I've got accountability in different areas. Not because I'm awesome. People hear that. They're like, oh, dude, you got a bunch of coaches. Yeah, cool, man. And I'm like, no, it's because I'm weak. It's because yeah. I'm not awesome. Yeah. I have to yeah. have accountability in different areas to help me be my best self. It's interesting to me the whole coaching, uh, th- coaching in general these mm-hmm. days. I mean, it's become such a big thing, you know, sure. in, in different areas and uh, specifically in fitness, obviously, yeah. and in pro- your professional life. I mean, some people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on coaches every year, and I know some of them. But mm-hmm. uh, it's funny to me. I just had the thought. It's like I, that. I feel like that wasn't a thing. Uh, let's say twenty years ago, maybe. Um, 
but maybe it's because everybody's not holding the people that they care about accountable and that everybody out here you have to pay somebody to be to hold you accountable the third party sometimes also i think back in the day it was more uh normal to have a mentor figure to have yeah. that sort of journeyman status for someone else, right? Yeah, 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 and have someone that you would turn to, and people don't have that these days. I know, I know. Well, Twenty years ago, also, like you, you don't. I think coaching. This is just my, sure. you know, my thought on it is you weren't alive of, twenty years ago. Let's yeah, be, let's exactly. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, just in general, yeah, yeah, the yeah. books that I've read. <laughs> he's twenty. <laughs> he's uh, he's twenty two. I saw a video one time <laughs> back uh, well, twenty five uh, years ago. Those I mean, big phones well, you guys used to have. <laughs> Go ahead, Garrett. So it's a lot of changing your perspective. Sure. I don't think 20 years ago or 40 years ago or something like that, there was a lot of talk about changing your perspective or like getting your mindset right. It was Mm -hmm. more just these are the things you have to do. This is your mentor. He's going to show you what to do, and you go and do it. Right. So coaching, you know, it's a lot of uh, emotional perspective to it, and, you know, it's talking about your emotions. There wasn't a whole lot about that four that, years ago. That's what I was going to say, too. That's yeah. a good point because uh, the idea of going to someone for help as a, as a full as an adult male yeah. uh, was not. You're, you're right. completely yeah. right. That was not as a comfortable thing. Like, we're talking about, oh, yeah, it's great to get vulnerable mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and ask for help. Like, mm-hmm. back in the day, buddy. No, yeah. dude, that wasn't happening. You what, know what, what, what is feelings? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some stuff to do. I don't have time for that. I'm feeling pretty tired listening to you, boy. Yeah, shut up, boy. Yeah. Get out there on that track, boy. Right. That's right. Yeah, no, it, it was a different time, but it, but also the books that you referred to, the uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich, all of those were uh, written in the 30s and 40s. You yeah, know? So, for real. so the, these aren't new thoughts. Yeah. Um, but the coaching as a profession, coaching uh, the exchange uh, of money, the uh, the transactional nature of coaching is a, a relatively new thing, and mm-hmm. you know, and I think yeah. it's a great thing. I, I yeah. think I think really it was just from the need of not having mentorship yeah. and not having those places, and and also seeing the success of it from sports, man, yeah. like. People who've played sports, any sport, yeah. sometimes they look back and they're like, those were either the best times of my life or they looked up to their coach. Yep, they might sure. not have liked their coach. Yeah, right. that's even better. The majority of them, though, respected <laughs> their coach. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. There's obviously the outliers that are, you know, but still, for the <laughs> yeah. most part, you're like, dude, that was a good time. And so seeing the positive effect there, someone at some point was like, you know what? Why can't we apply it to this field? Mm-hmm. Then why can't we apply it to this field, this field, to this field? So, yeah. Know. Yeah, it's very interesting. Have y'all watched uh, Hard Knocks on HBO? The football show? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Does, does, That's a does good a show. Does a bear shit in the woods? Yeah, no, I've seen <laughs> I've seen a few of those. Uh, I feel like I saw one. My friend sent me a clip on Instagram of where he was talking about their grades uh, or something. Did y'all see that one? Mm-hmm. Or did you? I don't know. He, he was just railing in. It was like, <laughs> you guys can't even get Fs. Oh, that, in that's a different show. What is that show? Hard Knocks is NFL. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, the other show oh. I think is... Yeah, that's like some oh, are university, of, um, like the college, like the like, second yeah, chance like you or something. Yes, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. JUCO co- uh, football. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Those coaches that's are good. hard. <laughs> that's good TV. That's good TV right there. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't that. watched it, watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, on the show, they 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 show you what a team is like. Mm-hmm. They show you how all the different coaches play a part in making the team. And what those players have to do. Sure. So it's exactly what we're talking about. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. A professional at it. Yeah. Yeah. They they are the best in the world at that building a team. That's right. Yeah. 
That's right. Yeah, and what's interesting, too, about the coaching, we were talking a lot about coaching, uh, is that the people who are elite, you know, at what they do, you know, the Tiger Woodses of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world, in the sports world at least, um, they all got teams of coaches, buddy. Yep. They're teams. the best. They're the best. Yeah, they, they're spending millions. Of, right. you know, we're talking about spending like, uh, you know, $1,000 a month on a right. coach. <laughs> These guys, well, they have the resources to do it, but they have the best coaches in the world. And sure. it's like, why, why do they have that? And it's because of accountability. It's because they – uh, you want what's best for themselves. They want uh, another perspective on everything that they're doing, and they can't see themselves, and they can't really see themselves as they really are. Yeah, man. You know, that's kind of what it comes down to, I feel like, because people, human beings, in their very nature, uh, have a condition. The condition is you can't really see who you really are. Mm-hmm. You may know who you, you may feel like you know who you are, but who are you? You know, like, what are yeah, you really man. doing? It's uh, you don't really know. Um, and life is kind of about figuring that out. Yeah. You know? One but, of the uh, one of the interesting things on that thought is no one will ever meet you. Yeah. They'll meet who you want them to see. They will have each person like think about this. There's thousands of representations of you out there in the world. I love talking about this, <laughs> right? I love my perception of you, this. who I think in my brain, who Bo is, is not who Garrett thinks. No, yeah, it's not sure. who your mom thinks. It's, it's definitely not who, not who I think. Not who you think, <laughs> for sure. It's so, and it's crazy to me, especially like when I go and talk sometimes, and and like there's so many different people, and I'm. I think to my, I have to stay out of my brain because I'll get too analytical with what yeah, I'm doing because right. it's like. That person's seeing something. That person sees me as something else. That and I'm like, I'm doing. I see me as me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a, that's a good point because at some point in my career, you know, when I was doing some public speaking and and doing some trainings with mm-hmm. some of my businesses and stuff like that, and especially when we started this podcast, yeah. um, there was too many perceptions to keep track of. Too many cooks <laughs> in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at some certain level, if you don't get out of outside of your comfort zone, sure. uh, you can kind of control what you think at least people are seeing on you. Mm. You know, and that's that's a big thing. Like uh, if you only post once a week, or if you, for for instance, if you never post, you can control what people think, right. because, or you think you are right. right. But when you start putting yourself out there and uh, getting uncomfortable with what you're doing, there becomes so many different perceptions. Uh, uh, that it's that it's impossible to keep track of, and sure. then at some certain point you turn it over, and you're like, okay, this is I can't really keep track of this. I don't know what these people think about me, and then you come to the conclusion, hopefully, that you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, man, and and that for me, and I was talking. This, That's interesting. Yeah, it's top of mind right now because it's what I talked about this week is fear of rejection. Right, people have three main fears, in my opinion: it's fear of failure, fear of rejection, and fear of the future. Right. Fear of rejection is a huge one for most people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me personally, I went on a journey with that because like in the bar days, right? Like we were young and social um, social currency was traded. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. That's what you wanted to be at the, the height of social for hierarchy. Sure. For sure. And so fear of rejection is very prevalent there. And so I had that a lot. Mm. Right. You're always thinking, man, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? I care what this person thinks. And then it hit me once I got into coaching and got my own coach. Um, I'll never forget. She told me, she said, do you understand where your fear of rejection comes from? I was like, no, that's, that's <laughs> why I'm with you right now. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. And she goes, it's from a lack of your own self-worth. Yeah. Mm. And mm. I was like, mm. 
Ow. <laughs> Am sure? I paying for this? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you sure? She was like, you don't have a good enough self-worth. Your self-image is not strong enough and not secure enough that you care too much what other people think about you. Gosh. And it changed now. Like, I care, and I also don't care. Like, I yeah, want yeah, people yeah. to yeah. have a good time. I don't want to be a pain on anyone. Sure. You know what I mean? But yeah. However, if you don't like me, that's okay because I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm happy with who I am yeah. and my family is happy with who I am. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything else, yeah. sorry. Yeah. The you way know? that I kind of approach it is just to be exactly who I am when I'm around the most, the people I'm closest to. Sure. Mm. Is that a good perspective to go from? I think you should be exactly who you are always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, that's, yeah, you, that's the, that's the point. We're <laughs> not presupposing that everybody has to have that part figured out. What he just said is, uh, you know, I've said that many times. I've said that when I was yeah. your age. Uh, that was a lie. Uh, I said that when <laughs> I uh, was. I definitely didn't little, say that. A little age. bit older. <laughs> you know, I might have said it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you do say things uh, when you're insecure, when you're not developed, when you're 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 young. All of these things. You you don't know all these. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of experience and a lot of intrinsic thought to understand. What's going on inside you? And it's a lifelong journey. This is not, it is not a, uh, oh, I've figured it out now. I've decided not to care what everybody thinks. Gary (laughs) V talks about it. It's like, you get, you gotta, you don't, don't care what anybody thinks. Okay. Like, yeah, it uh, definitely just doesn't disappear. It's like, yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. telling somebody that is nervous to just not be nervous. Don't be nervous, bro. There you you go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be nervous. Exactly. Okay. Man. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh those, I, those words fix everything. I'm not nervous anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. You <laughs> said the worked. exact thing that I needed. You just needed to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It goes back to that first thought, second thought, right? Yeah. You're mm. always going to have the thought, but how quick and how strong can you correct that thought? Yeah. That's the masterclass. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah. It's it's a it's a lifelong thing, and uh, oh man, it's so so many different things. Yeah, I didn't know we there. were going to go this deep this fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this. Welcome uh, to my world. <laughs> I love this is this is every bit like this is what this stuff that I think about, and yeah, I've been man. on a journey my whole life trying to figure, yeah. and I still am, man. I'm, I'm 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 trying to figure out because a lot of the times in my life I've I've uh, achieved a little bit of a success, or I've seen sure. something I've seen something happen that I wanted to happen, and then it wasn't the end, and I I didn't feel those feelings that I thought I'd feel, and then it it turned it right back to me, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, where am I, and who am I, and and all yeah. of these questions. And a lot of it, that, that's why me and Garrett started the podcast in the beginning. There was a, there was a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons was uh, uh, to put us on uh, a spotlight and make sure that we are uh, growing, you know, yeah. because mm-hmm. I can't. I can't sit on this camera all the time uh, and lie to everyone. Sure. It's yeah. just it's just right. it's just impossible. I mean, it's it's too exhausting anyway. Even if you tried, yeah. um, so it was kind of a growth thing just to get more comfortable talking with people, get in these deep discussions, and and try to be ourselves and get comfortable in our skin or, mm-hmm. or more comfortable. You know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I thought it was because life is one big head game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, that's, let's that's go with that. Uh, <laughs> you know? Well, the head game was happening inside of us that's before. Right. Or it came to this screen you that's know what right. i'm saying well that's cool man i mean and and i think and this is one of my foundational coaching pieces why i like talking about it so much because i think there's you said the word epidemic earlier and i think mm. there's an epidemic in this world for this talk right now yeah like yeah 100 back in the day bro you know why people didn't talk about feelings that much it's because a lot of people knew who they were yeah. You know what I mean? Like Interesting. they were they had firm beliefs, firm foundations. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. They don't got that anymore. I think people well 
these days, this world has become much, much more complicated than it once was, I think, you know? I agree. I mean, with... I think we've chose, we choose that, though, each day. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, as a uh, civilization, Mm -hmm. certainly, in general, um, but people getting born are not choosing that, certainly. They're they're getting in, they're getting into this world, and it's, yeah, welcome (laughs) to the madness. Here's your Facebook. Yeah, it's the. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But you, I think you're right. Like uh, uh, people back in the day, they didn't have to search too long to figure out who they were, and they they didn't have quite as much. Everyone had pressure. Anxiety isn't a new thing sure. to the to the 21st century, but uh, but certainly, I mean, I, I think everyone believes that the the technology tools and the uh, the social media is definitely. Um, Do you a guys ever look at stoicism? That. The Stoics. Stoicism. I've heard of it. Yes. What is that? I've never even really so heard of that. It's a school of thought, like people like Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, um, <clears throat> like just old school. I mean, we're talking about thousands of years Romans, ago, right? Yeah. Ro- right. You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you hear these things that they say, and it's funny because we're still struggling with the same things today. <laughs> That's one of the cool things about reading this. Like, yeah. for instance, um, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tell me that's not anxiety and worry right there. Yeah, for sure. We are suffering more. This is thousands of years ago. This person saying, hey, man, I'm still I'm doing this right now. Mm, It's the human condition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Except now everything is so uh, exacerbated because everyone's watching all the time. Yes. Yeah. At first, if I wanted to talk to you 200 years ago, I would have to write you a letter that yeah. would get to you a month from now. <laughs> yeah. And or then you would send one back. Or get on a horse and take that month right. trip yourself. Hey, yeah. you live in New York? Cool. I'll see you in 67 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If weather permits. Right. Weather permitting. <laughs> well, let's hope we get there before the first frost. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A fortnight. Right. Yeah. But it's because it's everything's under a microscope now. Yeah. And just the, the ease of being able to check and see exactly what you're doing and mm. watch what you're doing and mm. see how you're living your life. Man, it's it's wild. It's a lot to deal with if you continue to worry about what other people are always thinking about you. Okay, so it goes. It all goes back to that. I think you know, and that's a common theme when I talk when we talk to people, mm-hmm. is that a lot of it comes back to that. Maybe because that's what I think, you know, and I'm perceiving it that way. But it it, it really does come back to um, your perception of yourself and your your worry and care about uh, the the opinions of other people that are wrong by the way yeah you know what I mean like yeah. you think everybody uh, thinks a certain way oh people are gonna think this way about they're not even thinking about you dude yeah. dude that's you know? such not a even, good they one don't it's even. like in my 20s I cared what oh. I, I thought everyone's thinking about me like yeah. in my 40s I, I thought mm-hmm. they were thinking about me less when I was 60 I realized they weren't thinking about me at all yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, the 60s guy was right in the 20s too that's Nobody, right yeah. you know it's just he came to that realization right I think one of the like I've personally been on a journey and you know I've we've known each other for God, I don't know 10 15 years now I guess I think w- when I was over there it's probably 2008 or 2009 and what is it 2023 that's 15 years right it's 15 <laughs> years. years a long Dang, time that you're is. not the same person I'm not the same person yeah here's the crazy thing I realized man in the past couple of years as I've been on this journey like tenfold on growth of just who I am as a person yeah to stop caring about what other people think, because guess what? There are so many people out there who want to talk to me about 2008 Kyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2010 yeah. Kyle. 2015 yeah. Kyle. Mm. Whatever, right? And mm. I'm like, you're talking to me now 
or you're comparing me or trying to hold me to someone who no longer exists. Yeah, yeah. that's funny, man. That person's gone. That's hilarious. Now, for some people, it's not. Like, they stay the same. However, right. I'm so completely different and, yeah. and sure of myself and my moral compass and my foundations and the things that I believe in are so radically different. that I'm like, I don't, I mean, I appreciate that that is what you think, but I don't care because that's not who I am. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Uh, Pat, uh, Patrick, Bet David, uh, uh, I saw the other day said something like, uh, the people that are really changing in their life and, and really succeeding, uh, the, you don't even recognize them that's in right. six months, right. you know? That's right. Um, and that stuck with me because I, I feel like I change a lot too. And, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm changing so much that, uh, like, who am I? Like mm-hmm. what decide who you are, damn it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I have to decide, like, uh, I am a person who changes all the time. That's that's what it is. What you're not changing in your life, you're choosing. Yeah. Think about that. Like, if you are a person that changes a lot, great. It's because you're choosing different things. You think that something is better or you're growing, right? Uh Yeah, yeah. Growing means change. Yes. It means that it it will be different, right? What the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls the butterfly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting, man. Nuggets. Nuggets. Just <laughs> sprinkling. Chick-fil-A nuggets. Fairy. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. The Lord Speaking chicken. of Chick-fil-A, dude, killing it out here. Yes. Dude. I saw a stat, probably fake, on a, <laughs> on on Instagram about Chick-fil-A. It was on Instagram. must be true. Yeah, no, yeah it's definitely true. I mean, I saw a picture, yeah. you know, uh, uh, and it was like Chick-fil-A was doing more business um, then like nine restaurants combined, all the big ones, you I know, have, have Stop, Canes, I mean, all of them, Popeye's, throw yeah. them all in a bucket and Chick-fil-A is like doubling all of their gross revenue. Yeah. I would say in the past, with like a, with like a, with like a third, not even a third of the locations that all of them have. Five years, maybe. Cool. Chick-fil-A really has gained a ton of steam and traction mm-hmm. and market share. Oh man. It's because dude. they're doing the basics. Yes. Well. Yes, dude. They're not recreating the wheel. Dude. It's chicken. It's chicken. They, they had to shut. Chicken. They had to shut down the one on Ambassador Caffrey. There was one on Ambassador Caffrey. Fire marshal. Too many people trying to get chicken. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously, dude. 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 <laughs> dude Ambassador Ca- Ambassador Caffrey is like a a, a, a thoroughfare. Yeah. A lot of people. There so, was lines. People were sp- speeding by at fifty miles an hour. There's lines outside on that road. I was like, oh my, god, I'm speeding around. It was nuts. Just about a, chicken. Not even a half a mile away from where Chick Fil A now is off mm-hmm. Ambassador is Top Golf, Dave and Buster's, all that stuff. Yeah. So they have plenty of room now. Yeah. yeah, no, and they opened another one on Johnson yeah. Street. Yeah, the yeah, one they, right by you. They went from one that was a traffic problem sure. uh, to two that are now just inundated. Got to get the nuggies, man. God, all man. those undersized nuggets, hey. you know, just <laughs> undersized. It. Don't get me started on Cane's tenders. Oh. No, I want to get you started. You want to talk about inflation? Think about going the other way. You live in Baton Rouge, dude. Be careful what you say, man. That's all I got to say. The Canes Mafia might be looking at you. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I always look at that, man. We like big chicken. The box (laughs) used to have, like, the box used to have six, I think. I wish. Back in the day, does anyone remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, it used to have six. Like, what was the gross weight of chicken in 2008? Yeah. And what is it now? And then the sauce packets, they used to be, like, this thick. Now they're paper thin. Yeah. You just you bottom out with like the, the slightest dip. I think he just I think Todd just became a billionaire or oh. is a billionaire now, something mm-hmm. like that. That's yeah. all those sauces yeah. going down, I yeah, guess. For real, know? yeah. Profit margin, the, baby. Yeah. How do you, I mean? The, are the chickens getting smaller or what's going on, Todd? I, I you think, know, like uh, I think hormones <clears throat> are showing that the chickens are getting way bigger. It's a problem. <laughs> I had some, I had a friend that used to work at Kings, mm-hmm. and he managed managed the location. He said that they switched the people they were getting their chicken from. And the chicken size is now more, it, it's more expensive from them 
And so they went smaller on them, mm. and so they're selling them. Yeah, now. I heard a great story, and and I'm and I joke about canes, and yet I'm a, I'm a big fan because I heard the story, and it could be true, it could not be. However, it was from someone's very close to them at the time, and mm. it was oh yeah, it was yeah. during <laughs> Katrina, and it was talking about the foundation of business and what you believe as a business person, and the foundation of canes at the time was like, and it probably still is like fast, fresh, never frozen chicken, right? Yeah. That's their thing. That was their live and die thing. And probably one of the reasons they were so successful. Yeah. However, Katrina hit mm. and they ran into a big um, supply chain issue because mm-hmm. of all that happening. And Tyson, apparently one of the biggest chicken things, stepped in yeah, and said, yeah. hey, you know what? We'll take over for you. We can get you the chicken right now in your stores and you're even going to make more money. And Todd Grave said no. Um, yep. I said that goes against our foundational core beliefs of who we are, and I would rather lose money or shut down during this time yeah. than change who we are for money. I think that's the same reason that they switched their, the people they buy chicken from because they were starting to freeze them. Mm. So they there you go. Yeah, yeah th- I mean that's that's what I've in my business journey at least. That's what I've been worried about and thinking about. Not worried, but chicken. Thinking, uh, it's chicken. <laughs> uh, it's a big thing in uh, roofing and uh, reconstruction <laughs> services, but. Uh, You'd be surprised. Chicken uh, kind of affects everything. Well, I mean, chicken little. Things falling from the sky, right? Is the sky falling? <laughs> it's a good day for roofing. Yeah, with the, well, with the adjuster. Look, there's been some big chicken hits. Right, here that's right, man. Roof. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, it's like the, the foundation. And, and it's the same thing for our personal life. You that's know, right. you have to have the vision. You have to have the foundation. You have to have the pillars, you yeah. know. Um, the principles and values, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. And the, the companies that hold those principles and show that through their values are the ones that are just exceeding everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know some companies that are owned by my friends that 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 do their business the same way. And I strive to do my business the same way. And I, I didn't always. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? I, I had to change that about myself. And um and it's such a better way of doing things. Well, uh, what's the saying? You know, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Exactly. Like, yeah. what yeah. do you believe in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are falling for uh, uh, whatever it takes for money these days. Yeah. You know, that's that's an epidemic, too. That's true. That's, um, that's why it's become kind of difficult out here to identify, you know, who to do business with and all of these things because people, because it's a money driven, you know, society. Yeah. It, it just is. And most people are wor- worried about that or, or making money. And, uh, and it's kind of sad. It doesn't doesn't create. Sometimes that drives uh, great products and services to the mass sometimes market. It does, and sometimes man. it uh, 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 breeds, you know, the devil. Well, there's, you know. <laughs> There's a couple things. One of the things I, I agree with you. People are changing. However, one of the benefits mm-hmm. of the internet is that it is a microphone. Mm. Yeah. Right. It is harder and harder to hide bad business because it takes five seconds for you to tell the world what that business did to you. Right. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I hey, agree. Bo color wheel five stars. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob's roofing one star. And it takes them a couple seconds. And you're crazy if you think people aren't looking you up before they do business with you oh, these yeah. days. 100%. Yeah, you're right. 100%. Uh, yeah, I wonder, you know, <clears throat> it seems like that, too. And that is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I review everything, man. Yeah. Socks? Let me see you. <laughs> like, Hands, you're killing right, it. Like, hey, like a shirt that I'm getting? Like, I want to see. I'm looking for reviews. Like, I want to see the guy wearing it. I don't want the <laughs> right. hot model wearing it. That's not what it's going to look like on me. I want to see Frank 
with his like six kids. Like, what does Frank look like in the shirt? Like barbecuing. Let me see that. You know, I don't want the wish.com version. Yeah, you're right. The, <laughs> you're the Frank. You're out of your <laughs> you're with that the barbecue pit. Hey, hey, Five stars. Good. Fits great. Doesn't look me make me look like a big hairy sweat thing. Yeah, yeah. I Sold. Hope, I hope that those reviews don't get too crazy. Like uh you can get lost in reviews these days. You can. You know, the voice, you know, you do have a voice with social media. You do have a voice with these kind of things. But now there's so many voices. Yeah. And there's bot voices. That's yeah. true, too. That's something Ouch. you got to think about, man. You can yeah, pay for like, reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, people come. People. I get emails every day about, mm-hmm. like, oh, get this many followers. Mm-hmm, right. Or, oh, get this oh, many yeah. reviews. I'm it's like, a business in itself. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, but it's. Uh, I I hope that we can keep the integrity of that. I wonder if Google. I wonder if there'll be another platform uh, for reviews that becomes the Google because uh, Google. Well, Google. Would you say Google's the uh, the gold standard of uh, of reviews for in, small in business? In my opinion, yeah. yeah. However, yeah. I think Google does a pretty good job of looking for bots, even to our own problem because we had a big influx of reviews whenever we started. And Google actually was kicking back or deleting mm-hmm. reviews mm-hmm. from actual people because of the influx. They wow. were triggering like their algorithm for bots. Yeah. And so yeah. people were like, dude, I don't see my review. I'm like, I didn't take it down. Yeah. And that's how we found out that, oh, wow, Google. So in my opinion, if they're monitoring us that much, they're right. probably doing a good job with yeah. all the other stuff as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's definitely the gold standard. Yeah. He, Amazon has become... Uh, a little questionable, but they do yes. have the they do have the verified yeah, you know, purchaser purchase, like yeah, like that professional one. purchaser deal mm-hmm. guy. I was thinking about that there. the other day though, man. I mean, if I got Frank, Susan, and Bill on my staff, I'm like, hey, look, you guys, here's ten bucks, buy the product, yeah. leave a review, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but there's professional reviewers too. It's like I don't know, like if I'm getting stuff sent to me that I get to keep and stuff, like there's yeah. a bias there. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know about that. So Amazon's getting a little weird. But, man, I mean, it's just like... But it's so convenient. It's like reviews are such a powerful thing, and they can do heavy lifting for you in the marketing space Mm -hmm. without you having to market, because other people will end up telling your values and your core beliefs to people. Like, I tell a story all the time. It blows my mind. It's called The Magic Castle, right? And I got this from a book called The Power of Moments, and it's fire. And essentially, it's like this. There's a place called The Magic Castle, and it's out of um, Disneyland, so in California, all right. Mm-hmm. And this place is not awesome. <laughs> All right. So we we're talking about Disneyland resorts, you know, um, water slides at hotels. You're expecting the Disneyland experience, even from non-Disney brands, just because of the location that you're right. in. The Magic Castle. Hello. That is a shot of Disneyland, right? Like, hey, a Magic Castle. That's yeah, what you castle. expect. Mm-hmm. It's like 70 years old. Uh, it's yellow. It smells like heartbreak and regret in there. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's wild. And you're looking at it and you start looking at the reviews. Yeah. Old room needs updating. Mm. AC broken. Can't turn my AC off. Knobs broken. It smells in here. Five stars. Yeah. And you start to see a repetition of this pattern. Five stars, five stars, five stars, terrible accommodations, five stars. And you're like, what? They have a fundamental belief and a fundamental thing that they do. They have a pool, right? Naturally, California by Disney World. And not some sweet, sexy pool like a square in the ground, right? Again, just with their brand. And there's a sign on the wall that says Popsicle Hotline. Yeah. And there is a red phone. And if you pick it up at any time, someone answers and they say Popsicle Hotline. 
and they will bring you a grape, cherry, or orange popsicle on a silver platter for free when you request it. So if you look through those reviews, guys, the fundamental service of a hotel is sleeping accommodations, right? Yeah. It's like the experience of you resting there. Right. Yeah. They have failed that. Mm-hmm. They have failed their function, and they're still getting five-star reviews because of the service that they represent, the peak of being getting free popsicles. So the reviews like, terrible accommodations, this place blows, five stars, kids love the popsicles. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back again. Yeah. So it's like in your business, man, like what are you doing that is making you stand out above the competition? Because people will remember your peaks way mm-hmm. more than they remember your valleys. Because you can, you know this, guys. Like there's not, you can do everything in your power, set up the best systems, the best processes, and things are still going to happen. Right? Oh, yeah. They're going to happen. 100%. You can't control suppliers. You can't control the weather. You name it, right? There's so many different variables out there. And you can't control it. But if you can give them the foundational things that lead to peaks and how they feel, yeah. Game over, man. Yeah. Game yeah. over. That's Something that has failed the function of use because they're able to provide that sort of peak. I think I looked it up the other day. It was like 1,200 and 1,300 reviews for like 4.8 stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. For a smelly room. That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. That'd be tough to get without those popsicles. I That's don't right. Think they're getting a 25% popsicle, dude. And this yeah. is what I tell people too in business. I'm like, guys. Your value proposition doesn't have to be expensive or break the budget. It has to be meaningful and it has to give people a sense of something, a feeling of something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yep. That's interesting, man. This is why people come to the rooms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Hmm. You're getting the taste of Kyle right now. Here you yeah. Are. I mm. normally taste good. Yeah. When, when, when a client comes to me, like, and they're, uh, you know, they're struggling with a test or whatever, uh, I tell them like if they're they're taking the ACT let's say usually our prep is like two months long sure but if they come to us like a week left I tell them straight up I'm like hey I don't we're not gonna be able to do very much here but if I can just give your student a little bit more confidence boom that's all they need they'll increase two to three points they'll be good to go and you'll bring, and yep. you'll bring a popsicle to that session exactly well dude <laughs> you, you nailed it like and it's something I, I talk about in coaching there's something called the confidence competence loop right the more confident you are in something usually the more competent you will be at it. And the more competent you are in something, the more confidence you're going to have, mm-hmm. right? So if you're able to just build their confidence, right. their competence level is going to go up. They're going to stop second-guessing themselves mm-hmm. on questions they may have gotten right, right? They're going to trust their instincts, things that they learned. They're yeah. going to feel better, and that anxiety is going to lower. It's just a feeling. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's right. Confidence, confidence loop. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't heard about that, but it's 100% true, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, that's a... That's a uh, uh, an, a real life and and real way to understand the uh, fake it till you make it, which I don't <laughs> I don't really know about that. I don't really know if that <laughs> statement really has a place on this podcast sure. necessarily. Maybe it does, but uh, I think but it's very the similar. Essence, I mean, you're, part of the essence of it, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. They're they're putting off the same uh, right. you know perfume a little bit. You don't you don't things. wake up being the number one um, power lifter in the world though. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. But you do have to do the things that the number one power lifter does. You got to gotta fake there. it till you make yeah. it. Yeah, you got to believe you can before you can. Yeah, for sure. so that's the other thing. Like, I agree with fake it till you make it. Like, don't be a fake. And yet, mm-hmm. I think you do have to affirm and pick a direction and start sucking at something before you're going to be good at it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And yeah. that's what uh, most people just don't even do that. You no. know, that thing. And everybody's talking. That's a hot thing right now on Instagram. All the influencers 
uh, are putting that out there like you just have to start. Like, isn't that the – wouldn't you say? I mean, if, yeah. we're, if we're scrolling, we follow the same people. We like to be motivated. Sure. We like to uh, hear what's 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 good uh, about business mindset, all these kind of things, entrepreneurship. And, uh, and I'd say that's one of the hottest things is, like, uh, just step out and do it yeah. uh, because um, you are going to suck at it. That's what they all say. You are going to suck at it, and, and it's true, you know. You may not suck at it as bad as you think you are. Right. You know, you're not going to be t- – everybody's – you're going to be terrible at it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you may not be as good as you want to be. Yeah. I'm going to cr- – Kyle in real estate, right? Suck. I'm going to crush this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you were probably were even better uh, off the rip than you, you, you probably should have been. Sure. You know what I mean? So, sure. so sometimes you surprise yourself in life you try something different and and you're so scared about sucking uh you may not even suck that bad i'll, I'll kind of yeah. put a twist on it yeah. you may not suck you that suck bad. less than you think <laughs> yeah yeah you know? like uh yeah. just step out you may actually be good at it we overthink it man like have you yeah. guys ever read outliers by malcolm gladwell yes. yeah That's i haven't awesome read that book. so in it like i'll save you the read it's a great yeah, book yeah, yeah. i'm a big malcolm gladwell fan you and he talks notes. about the uh the 10, hour rule mm-hmm. yeah, right? yeah it okay, takes about yeah, ten thousand hours to become a master and expert of a subject one of the things that really stood out to me is he talks about the Beatles, all right? And for the young viewers out there, the Beatles, um, you know, they were a band. A business organization. Right? One of the top-selling bands still of all time, right? And But they they were an overnight success. That was yeah. the whole thing. An right. Overnight success in people's minds when they came to America. Mm-hmm. What people in America didn't understand is they had played over 9,000 hours of live gigs together. Wow. Over 9,000 hours? Man, and we got people who give up after like two hours. For sure. <laughs> like, this isn't for me. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, it's the po- same podcast thing. Oh you know, that God. stat that we were talking yeah, about, dude. you know? Um, apparently, uh, everybody quits after like their third or fourth episode. Right. Apparently. It could be for you if you gave it a chance and you stopped beating yourself up because you didn't, you weren't the king of the world in it in yeah. two attempts. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Yeah, yeah. Was well, the same bolt talks about? It's like I trained four years to run na- nine seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's interesting. Yeah, it's the same thing for uh, for us. We're at that point. We could quit, you know, because mm-hmm. we're not getting uh, that much traction. But I, I mentally prepared for that, obviously. Yeah. But I think uh, we both set the expectation of of like yeah, this is whatever gonna blow up in a couple weeks yeah or it's at all take, yeah. yeah what if it doesn't like am i what's gonna happen from now maybe right. i'm still gonna i like doing this i was mm-hmm. we, we talk about it too i, I like uh, uh having these conversations and it's kind of cathartic for me uh, to do it uh mm-hmm. so i mean you're coaching me right now you know so i'm getting free coaching <laughs> so thanks for that <laughs> you know? well you um, know um then there's a guy who's in the the news right now or not the news but he's very popular um matt reif the comedian yes. hot comedian yeah, yeah, guy yeah. Awesome. for sure yeah he was saying, dude, he was like, people don't understand, man. Like, I was making 30 to 60 grand in comedy for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Years. Mm-hmm. He was like, and then, like, this year I'll make 20 million. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he had to put in the work. He in started the work, when he the was work. 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. How old he's is like he? 27, I think, right now. 10 years. Yeah. He had to put yeah. in 10 years mm-hmm. of comedy. And now people are like, oh, man, look how young and he's killing it. He's overnight success. Right. Wrong. You've been doing comedy for 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny, man. Everybody, including myself, sure. want, wants it. Like, I, I start businesses and I'm like, this is it. I'm going to just. I'm just going to hammer this in the Sit next back, three years. Where's all the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. watch Here the checks roll yeah. in, yeah. and it's all going to be good. What yacht am I buying next yeah. year? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at jets. Like, which one am I going to get? Right. You know? yeah, it's, Ten-seater. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. It's so funny though because I'm not a poor. Everybody, uh, everybody has that to a certain degree. I don't know. And in the the degree by which I feel like you can uh, turn that off and yeah. just focus on the okay, it may take me ten years, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to be here. I may be in this office yeah, just like this for the next ten years, making X amount of money. Um, and then maybe one day, uh, you know, it will be different, but, um, I feel like the people that can focus on that and still have the drive without experiencing the results that's or right. expecting mm-hmm. them, that's the people who can, you know, really right. do, do some great things because yeah. they can sacrifice and they can, they can delay the gratification of what they're doing when they do a deal or when they're, uh, uh putting, putting X amount into their business. Um, they can uh, not take it off the table. They cannot be greedy with the deal and create a good customer experience yeah. where uh, uh, they gain a lot of goodwill that gives them more momentum going forward. That's you right. Know? Mm-hmm. But if you're constantly focused on let's cash the checks, yeah. Uh, you can never create a good customer experience. You can never create a good partnership experience. Mm-hmm. All of those things because you're constantly taking. You know, yeah. People think success looks like this. Yeah. Yeah. Looks yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like for me, for sure. Yeah, man. You know, it, it, it's always like that. But uh, yeah, I think about that all the time because you know everybody wants it now, including myself. I want, I want to experience the success. I want to see the things I want to happen in my life happen as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. And uh, and that's just a wrong way to look at it. It's, it's, it's a recipe gratification for, society. It's a recipe for anxiety and, and yeah. letting your. I mean, there's many negative things that can come with that mindset too. Well, yeah. think um, about this, man. Les Brown tells this awesome story about it. And he's like, there's a there's a Chinese bamboo. All right. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, yeah. like, man, it takes like four or five years of watering it and fertilizing it every single mm, day mm, before it even sprouts. No the results. Ground. No results. Is it dead? No results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, think about this. Why bro? am I putting these? The guy in? who's watering it yeah. and fertilizing it. <laughs> How much self-doubt does that dude have? <laughs> He's like, there's nothing in there. Right? There, there probably isn't anything in there. Why am I doing dude, this? Dude, not even year two. I'm talking about like six months in. Like, Oh, <laughs> six days Someone in. sold me magic beans. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and you don't know either. Right. The neighbors are over there like, like year three. Like, hey, bro. Uh, you Still okay? watering that bamboo, <laughs> eh? Still watering Still that ground. Soil, How's yeah. that working out for you? <laughs> it's such like business. And then it grows, I don't know, like 100 feet in like a couple yeah. of weeks or something like that. Yeah. So the question is, man, did it grow that far in a couple of weeks or in four or five years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So funny, man. So funny because, you know, that that is how it is. And that's certainly how it's perceived from the outside, sure. you know. Uh, and the Matt Reif example is perfect uh, for that uh, bamboo analogy. I thought we could get the young viewers in with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Reif. Matt Reif. Just keep saying the name. <laughs> Hashtag Matt Reif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get on that algorithm. But, uh, but yeah. You should tag him in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh, should. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got a. Uh, I think we've tagged Ronnie Coleman before. So I've like tagged. Uh, I did Go- see the Ronnie Coleman. I've tagged. Yeah, I've tagged Goggins multiple times too. <laughs> I saw the tag. Because Goggins. Goggins is Goggins was the uh, uh, the impetus for the show. You know nice. his uh, his uh, state of mind. And if you see the uh, intro to it. I don't know if I want to highlight the intro too much because uh, uh, it's it's pictures of him. I haven't. I don't. Have, never mind. <laughs> we'll, put a, we'll put a pin <laughs> in that. We're going to put a pin I in that for a later it. conversation. It's a cool intro, yeah. but uh, yeah. but anyway, it's him uh, saying life is one big head game, sure. you know. And and once you figure out the head game, I'm a Goggins fan. Oh, I'm a Goggins fan. If you're not a Goggins fan, 
at least a fan, yeah. uh, man, it's going to be tough to succeed yeah. in business. You don't even have to be like if you're not a Goggins, yeah. like if you don't respect Goggins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we, I don't know if we can be friends. Like you don't have to be a fan because you right. know he is rough, he curses yeah. and stuff, oh, he's yeah, like yeah, hard. Yeah. But there if you, you don't even respect him, like yeah, I don't know yeah. if we can be friends. <laughs> yeah, the the fundamental level that it takes to not respect what happens in that life yeah, there, man. Uh, that's way Dude's far awesome. off of me, man. Awesome, it's man. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's an he has an amazing story but um but yeah it's it's all about that 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 head game but mm-hmm. once you figure out the head game uh then you can start living your life that's yeah man that's what it's can, can you keep all. going yeah yep. yeah yeah but the delayed gratification that it takes in business you you uh, own your own business operation uh we do stuff too um it, it really takes that it takes stepping out and uh sucking at something potentially and understanding that you may suck for it uh, mm-hmm. at it for 10 years yeah. uh, before everybody thinks that it's going to pop off in the first couple of years and you yeah. put all this work into it and you kind of you kind of govern yourself <clears throat> you say i'm willing to do this for two years sure you know yes i'm willing to put in all this pressure and all this effort so long as i succeed in three years mm-hmm. you know and people don't realize they're putting that governor on themselves that they're not looking super long term right and it all comes down to that that how long term are you willing to stretch it out? Because mm-hmm. if you can stretch it out, Hormozy talks about it, everybody with the long time horizon. If you're willing to stretch it out to 30 years, you can create a great customer experience yeah. and actually work on what the business needs to be a viable thing for your customers and create a positive experience for everybody it comes into contact with. But if you're if you're looking to succeed with that 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 quick time horizon, it goes back to the same thing I was talking about. You're just going to be taking too much. Well, I, mean, I would be <clears> seeking when I'm like, coaching people and they're talking about goals and those time horizons, man. Like, cause I hear that all the time. Like, hey, yeah, bro, yeah. two three years, this is where I'm gonna be. My first question is. Is there evidence that that time horizon can even be hit? Yeah, mm, interesting. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, dude, if I'm not successful at this in two years, I'm out. Great. I'm all about setting boundaries and deadlines. However, if no one in the history of man <laughs> has been successful in two years, do you think you're being a little hard on yourself yeah, with yeah. that timeline? Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I'm not trying to limit your thinking. I do believe anyone can do anything, and yet don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that comes into play, and I'm, I'm sure you see it. Like I'm talking about, like oh everybody God, wants yeah. that. Uh, everybody wants it quicker. That's right. Then is reasonable. Some of the usually. best advice from one of my business mentors, Mike's guy, David, um, David Gaffney. He told me a long time ago. He said, "When you start a business, I'll give you the best advice ever. It took me forever to learn this. You're going to work twice as hard as you think you are, for half as much money." Yeah, yeah. Bro, if that hasn't been the truest statement I've ever heard <laughs> over my years in business, like when you're startup. It is yeah. so true. You were going to work mm-hmm. twice as hard as you tell yourself in your head, and you were going to make half as much money at first. Yeah. However, yeah. if you can hold on, figure it out, keep adjusting, fight through the storm, game on. Yeah. 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 Such good advice because it's very true, especially for people who haven't uh, experienced that fight. And it is, it is that. Yes, it is. It for is sure that. Is. For sure it is, man. So what uh, you got? Were you gonna say something? Well, I'll just let you know the time. We got about we're at hour fifteen right now. Just I, we just getting started. I feel like we've started. been talking for fifteen minutes, bro. <laughs> yeah, I really do. This, is, this was, was just the, when I looked this over, was just you know. the intro. I really feel like we've been talking for fifteen minutes. <laughs> so one of the things that um, I, when I talk, bro, like on the road, I'm talking from not well. I start coaching at eight thirty, so eight thirty until two thirty. 
Yeah. Like, and there's some lunch and snack breaks, right? But mm-hmm. other than that, like, I'm talking. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk, guys. Yeah. I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the go. same way. I'm, I'm similar. I can keep. I can keep <laughs> rolling it out, man. I got some. I got some encyclopedias <laughs> up here. You want to get down? Uh, in your coaching experience, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle, have you? Um, let's talk about some of the problems your people have had. Okay, we've talked about you know the intro. Uh, uh, getting people on the right path, getting their frame of r- mind ready to be coached sure. throughout the process. But what has happened and what's been your experience when you've had an extremely challenging thing? Maybe maybe your subjects have experienced uh, uh, something extremely traumatic in their life that throws everything mm. in a loop. Um, let's talk about how to handle those situations from a coaching perspective. Maybe these yeah. people have had very maybe bad things happen to them that throws everything off, you know? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, unfortunately life happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, yeah. and pretending that it's not, or pretending that having some sort of mindset is going to stop life from happening to you. is mm. not the case. Mm. And that's kind of where I go with that um, point about the river, right? Jumping in and staying underneath it. It is okay to have life punch you in the face and you get knocked off balance. It is okay to feel depression and sadness and and anger and genuine hurt and despair. Yeah. You're gonna drown if you stay there though, Mm -hmm. Yeah. right? So you gotta process what you need to process. What happens is a lot of people um, will not go through the stages of grief that they need to. Mm -hmm. And, And when people hear that, they're thinking, their minds usually go to like, oh, well, that's not me because like no one died. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. when they hear grief, they think of some, some, someone died or someone passed away or something like that. And that's not true, man. Like true grief can happen like if you lost your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you thought you were going to be successful and you've been thinking about this for years and you put all this time and energy and emotion in and it doesn't work out, bro, you're going to have to go through a grieving process in that. And if yeah. you don't, you are going to carry that with you longer than you should and it's going to handicap you in the future. So like one of the things I tell people is like, let's stop for a second and let's process what's actually going on. And then here's the thing too. Did you have something to do about it? Mm-hmm. Like is your DNA on what happened? What's your responsibility and what happened? Right. Because I don't care whose fault it is that your life is where it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care whose fault it is. I don't care if it was your mom, your dad, something bad happened to you. It does not matter. I don't care. I don't sympathize with people. Mm-hmm. I empathize with people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter whose fault. It's your responsibility to choose the direction of your life now. Yes. Mm. Period. Mm. And if you go back and look through the the books and epics and stories of time, how many people had drastically terrible things happen to them and that they chose to overcome it? Mm. It's a choice, man. It really is. Yeah. Every single day we are making generational choices and we don't give ourselves the benefit of that. That yeah. power. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 it's yeah. Wild, yeah, it's interesting to look at that as a power mm-hmm. because it really is, man. And you're talking about choices. There's no bigger head game than making choices in your life and putting your life in a different trajectory or wherever it's going. I mean, it, there, there, there's a tone and a temperature. I talk about temperature all the time. There's a temperature, uh, uh, hot or cold, in everything that we do, and uh, and we do have that power to choose where we're going with that. That's right, and. Uh, and some people that have been hit with those terrible circumstances, it takes somebody maybe like Goggins to understand sure. uh, what, how, just how much you can do with those uh, uh, with crappy sandwiches you get, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, There's a person I was coaching one time, and, and they're in one of my rooms, and, and they lost their son. 
And okay, and now we're talking. Yeah, you want like they lost their son, and they're now like, now we're talking. Because um, one of the things I tell them is like, we 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 figure out where you're at, right? In in a scale of one to ten in your business, scale of one to ten in your life, your business a ten might look like. Uh, you know, I'm crushing it. I'm making the money I desire. I'm leveraged. I have time. I'm stressed, but in a good way. <laughs> a one might be like, I don't know how to spell payroll. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm losing it. I don't know what I'm doing. I might close the doors tomorrow. Mm. In your life, a 10 is like, hey, man, I'm full of joy. I'm full of passion. I have my purpose. I'm healthy. I'm spending time with the people that matter most to me. And a one, dude, a one might look like it took everything I had to get out of bed this morning. Yeah. Mm. You know, and she came up to me and she told me, she said, I'm a one right now. And she told me about that. And she said, I know that as devastating as it is, I've got to be here with you because it gets me moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It pushes me forward into the next spot. Man, one of the things that I think is often overlooked, once you have the awareness of the terrible thing, right, you're starting to process it. You're starting to feel it and go through it. The next dude is you got to get moving. Yeah. You got to get productive, whatever that is for you. Right. And some people they are like, oh, man, well, you know, I don't have a business. Great. Are you walking every day? Yeah. You know, are you reading something? Are you out meeting people? Are you building something with your hands? It doesn't even have to be good. Yeah. It has to be just productivity because the more you sit and squalor, mm. dude, you're going to you're going to be there in despair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the first one is checking in on awareness. What did you have to do with it, if anything? And the next is, what's our way forward, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What's our way forward? Yeah, that's that's so true, man. Um, yeah, I think about that a lot because uh, I have mental setbacks all the time, of you course. know. And uh, and I'm very aware of uh, of my movement. I'm very aware of whether I'm standing still, mm -hmm. you know. And that is one thing that I'm I am good at. I I don't I may not be super productive in one specific area when I'm in that mode sure. at all, you know. I kind of measure measure what I'm doing a lot with my business and stuff like that, rightly or so. But um but I'm very aware of when I'm wasting time, when I'm not moving forward. That's and sometimes right. it takes me like something that I do when I feel like crap about something or if I'm going through one of those mental troughs, you know is I just go do something else. Yeah. I take my time and I say, you know what? I'm gonna not push that rock up that hill right there today in this exact moment. I'm gonna give myself a break on that rock and I'm gonna go build a chair, <laughs> yeah. okay? I'm gonna go do something that I shouldn't be doing by my own value proposition or what, what I put value in myself for. I don't, yeah. put, I, don't, I don't value myself as a good chair maker, right? Mm -hmm. um, I value myself as a good person, uh, a good businessman, uh, these these kind of things. So I'm going to go ahead and press pause on that. Sure. And I just go do something, or I go visit someone. Mm -hmm. I'll just Love go, that. I'll go uh, uh, drive to Houston to talk to a friend or uh, that I haven't talked to in a long time. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that 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 reloops my brain, and it says to myself, like, okay, you're you're still someone else. You're not just that person. That's you're right. not just the right. person that uh, had this traumatic thing happen to you. You're not just. Uh, 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 somebody who is going through a hard time, mm -hmm. you're also a friend to someone or you're also capable of doing this too. And it kind of, that, that definitely helps me. And it's hard to make that switch. Yeah, I, I do make that switch, but I fail to make that switch a lot. But every time I make that switch and I press pause on something and I go do something that by, by my nature w seems like an unreasonable thing to do during business hours or something. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like in business hours, if I go waste three hours, 
um, I, I don't do that stuff usually. So when I do it, um, it's always a positive thing. It always somehow affects what I'm doing. And those three hours that I would be pushing that rock up the hill are insignificant anyway. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't, at my certain level or in my mind state at the time, they wouldn't produce anything right. you're really yeah. worthwhile You're not as anyway. productive at your 100%. Well, I'll yeah. challenge your, your language pattern there, man. You said wasting three hours. I think when you have the intentionality that it sounds like you do behind it, that's not a waste. It's that not. is an intentional recharge. It's not, but but there's two parts of me. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the part of me that says hammer business 24/7 and be an entrepreneur says going to build a chair is a waste of time. Right. So there's two there's two that's things right. to that. The language that I say certainly uh, maybe yeah, I, maybe that, I should position. Well, it that's that way. other side. Right? It is, and it it's is. beating down this side. It is, but I but in those moments, sure, I allow myself to change, mm-hmm. and I allow that that. That's the success. That's right. Because I am perceiving it as a waste of time, but I override that and I say that it's not a waste of time. Yeah. And that, is that it a moment, waste of time? That's that, the question. That that moment where I change that and I mm-hmm. say I'm going to do that is is the moment that I kind of release everything and I remember who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Bo Killingsworth. It's not Bo the whatever or Bo this or that. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear the tonality and energy shift when he said his name? Yeah. Like I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> I'm Bo Killingsworth. That's what you did, bro. Like you didn't even <laughs> yeah. realize it. Like you, you were like, yeah, you know. And then I'm like, know. I'm Bo Killingsworth. Yeah. And I was like, don't yeah, forget bro. it, bro. I felt yeah. that one. Yeah. I'm like, like you, yeah, yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that's just something I've experienced. I, I do the same thing. Like this business I'm doing now, you know, it's a, it's a straight up startup. I've got sure. a lot of experience in it, and uh, but it's a different way. I haven't pushed that rock up the hill in a long time and it's completely different for me it's Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable um and i took some time and took a trip to georgia you know uh, to meet some business partners and uh and do a lot of cool things and and i could have been back here doing many other things for my business but but that gave me a perspective that you know I couldn't foresee what that would give me, but it, but it did. It always pours out. Dude, well, that's the the crazy thing, man. Like you're, it's analogous success, right? It's it's analogous growth because you're going to gain perspective and insight or energy or knowledge or wisdom from someone else. And Mm. it is going to show up Mm. in this business, right? It's not Mm -hmm. a waste. It's not frivolous because going to, if you're going to sit there, if someone will sit there and tell me like, for instance, I'm in real estate. Mm-hmm. If I go interview um, the head guy at Chick-fil-A, completely different field, mm. do you think I'm leaving there with pages of notes? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like, even though it's not like pushing the rock, mm-hmm. you might have just figured out a wheelbarrow to yeah. roll that rock even quicker. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. From someone else. So I love mm-hmm. it. Exactly, man. You ne- And oh, what was it we were talking about? Um Oh, I was talking uh, on one of my other episodes when I was in Georgia, when I was with this one guy. You're making me jealous. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be talking about the other episodes. I was with the other guy. Uh, sorry, man. We're here right now. But, uh, but I, one of the things I got from it um, was that I, I said that I make a lot of phone calls. I talk to a lot of people. That's a part of business. Sure. And uh, and a lot of the parts of me want to say, okay, I have these people I need to talk to, and uh, and I try to prioritize them. You know, I'm mm. like, okay, this one's the most important to talk to. This one's not quite as important because I'm not going to uh, achieve or, or produce something with this conversation, this relationship, whatever. 
But what always happens is that what is said on these phone calls is something that I can't control, and uh, and you never know what you're going to get out of it anyway. Yeah, sure. Sometimes it has it, absolutely nothing to do with business. Yeah. So it's just personal. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and newsflash, uh, the personal stuff affects all the business stuff, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. You learning about everything that is going on with someone else personally and connecting with other people, you know, um, changes how you operate and thus it changes everything that you're doing with your business and your targets and what you're trying to do. And, uh, and you just can't, can't quantify it. Like we scheduled this podcast. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I figured, you know, we would have some good things to say about it. Beat on but, a couple of drums, say kumbaya. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take our shirts off. Uh, <laughs> but, it, you know, this is going well. I'm getting so much out of it. And I couldn't foresee that. Every time we mm-hmm. get behind the mics, it's 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 a surprise. It's, yeah. it, it is. And it's fun. That's why I didn't, like, prep you or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because I just let it go. Yeah. And, and Having it, an open mind. See what yeah. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. It, it just goes to show you that no matter what you're doing, you don't know what what's going to happen with certain things. And there is no waste of time because you never know what life is going to give you, what people are going through, all of these things. And it's just you trying to quantify that or value that beforehand is almost like anxiety and worrying about things that aren't going to happen. It's the same forward thinking, you know, thinking that you can control what's going on. It's almost like life is a canvas Uh. and you have a beautiful color wheel. Yeah, a, yeah, a <laughs> color paint, wheel to paint with. Man. A color wheel. Let it just be. Let it be what it is. You yeah. know, you have all the colors on the color wheel. Yeah, at your disposal. And what, yeah, one of the things I've heard that uh, that really uh, really stays with me that is a baffling thought uh, is that life can be so much better than you even think or plan it's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thought that we're engineering our lives to try to achieve something or try to uh, uh, achieve some specific result with our lives or feelings or structure or all these things. But life can be much, much better than that. Mine is better right now than I could have ever imagined. And it's not even about like I'm not even talking I about trappings that. of success that like people no. think when I say that they're like oh yeah man you get to fly around thinking stuff. about like, your family aren't you yeah bro like yeah. I was with last week we were going to the park man and it was like 9 15 in the morning me and my wife are walking the kids are running ahead of us and both of them just turn back and look and laugh and man I had this moment of just yeah. extreme gratitude I'm like this is the greatest moment of my life yeah, and it's something so things. simple mm-hmm. right wow. it's so simple miracles are happening all around people are always like dude you're so happy all the time like how is that can't it's either that's not real or how do you do it and i'm like dude it's because you're overlooking the simple things that are happening right now and what i'm taking extreme gratitude for you're taking for granted yeah and that's how i'm so like bro i got breath in my lungs right now yeah Yeah. we had an opportunity to hang out today yeah like think it's friday it's a work day right now yeah our lives are set up that we are business owners we are masters of our own fate and if we want to take some time and hang out and just like extrapolate thought and share wisdoms and hang and just fellowship together like we can like that's a beautiful thing man oh yeah it really is so that's 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 it bro it's like there's so much to be grateful for and that's part of my coaching i tell people they're like hey i'm not happy i'm like and you're not grateful yeah Mm. gratitude leads to happiness yeah 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 not not the other way around. Yeah. It's a perception thing. Yeah. People are like, man, I'll, I'll be I'll be grateful when I'm happy. I'm like, you're not happy because you're not grateful. Yeah. I think ooh, ooh. sometimes hard like, stop. people that are hard, are hard on, on ourselves. Of course. Yeah. Gratitude 
and content can kind of be, you know, one in the same. And it's scary to think, oh, yeah, I'm content right now. I'm mm -hmm. good to go. Mm -hmm. Which really, you know, you might just need to be grateful for that. Yeah. Instead of just trying yeah. to push, push, push yeah. all the time. So that's a great thing. And that's something that gets brought up a lot whenever, because I'm a big gratitude talker. Like, well, mm -hmm. you know, so you're, you're saying that it's not okay to push or not okay to want more. No, I'm yeah. saying that I'm okay if it doesn't work out. Right. However, I'm going to do everything I can to be the best person I can be because I'm grateful for this life and my gifts and I don't want to waste them. One of my versions of hell, and I heard this description, and I can never get it out of my mind. It's when people are like, man, you work so hard, you do so much stuff, why? It's because my version of hell is if I die, God being like, hey, this is who you could have been. That's the Goggins <laughs> thing, dude. But it's you wasted so, it. Yeah. Oh, God, that's Goggins, But man. you wasted it. I love it, that what, what you were just saying. It's terrifying. I felt like it was one of the most important things we said today. It was, uh, it's very important. Um, because it, it all boils down to what you just said. It's um, it's understanding that you're grateful, being okay with whatever happens. I, I, I define the happiness and the, uh, the state of mind, the perfect state of mind as uh, being happy with whatever happens. That's right. Uh, even if it is the worst. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got their worst thoughts of like, oh my gosh, if this happened, you know. But being okay with that as a result and being happy in that circumstance. That's uh, right. If you can do that, and that reminds me of Viktor Frankl. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that guy. Man's yeah, Search for have, Meaning? Yeah, My yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Please, everyone, read a Man's Search for Meaning. I've not heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Well, it's a, he was, uh, Viktor Frankl was a, uh, a Jew in the concentration camps. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was all about, the, the story revolves around uh, him, um, developing a state of mind that allowed him to be happy and experience joy in what human beings would perceive is the Hell. worst worst treatment yeah. that you could mm -hmm. uh that you can experience in on almost Earth. the history of the world right right, right. just the, terrible the, atrocities the, mm -hmm. and uh and and if you read that book and if you understand that story you know, I'm glad I was just reminded of that because I haven't thought about that in a long time. I love Wait, Victor Frankl. What's the book called? A Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Okay. The last, um, the last human freedom that no one can take away from you ever is a man's choice on his attitude. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No matter yeah. what anyone does to you, no matter they put you in this concentration camp, yeah. you still get to choose your attitude and your perception of the world that day. And it Wild. took it took those atrocities and those terrible things to highlight that because if you didn't have those things, it would always be theory. Yeah, we don't have to look at that as theory because he actually experienced yep. it and is voicing his experience He's through dude. it. Yeah, exactly. The internal fortitude of that guy. Yeah. So I, we can say, you know, uh, well, you choose your attitude. Okay, well, I don't feel like I choose my attitude mm -hmm. because I feel like shit right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but but then you, <laughs> then, well, I easy feel like Easy for crap. you to say. Man. Yeah, easy for you to say, Mr. Uh, uh, Air Jordans, yeah, you know what I mean? Wink. Is this gold? But if, you look, <laughs> but if you look at those situations, it's the same thing as the Goggins thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. The, these people show us that that in those circumstances, you do choose uh, your mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that... Man, it couldn't be a better example that life is one big head game. Life is one big head game, man. Wow. It's <laughs> like coming the, back the, to the that. tallest <laughs> trees have the deepest roots. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, 
if you've seen dark, you've seen atrocities, that lets you know and understand truly and deeply how bright light is and how precious it is. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it gives you the ability to change things. And like, I'm not, I haven't been through Victor Frankl stuff, but I've yeah, been through sure. some things, man. Yeah. And yeah. that helps me appreciate stuff mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. give gratitude for those things. And that's when I tell people when they're like, they try to compare you to old you. I'm like, dude, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that person is a shell. Yeah. This person's full. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I've changed my perception, my attitude, what I choose to be grateful for, how precious life is, bro. Having kids like I used to not I would was not a crier like <laughs> yeah. wasn't, bro. Yeah. And like having kids will unlock doors in your soul that you never knew existed. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not you just were you're a man, right? Right. Man, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, you're a man. You want to go man. shoot some guns? <laughs> Stop being a baby. But dude, now, bro, like, I mean, I will definitely get some hot tears going on for like oh, yeah. just beautiful moments, man, yeah, because yeah, I just yeah. am so much more appreciative of it. And just mm-hmm. like the miracle of life, like, oh, yeah, dude, what? Yeah. Dude, and we're all just big kids. Yeah. By the way, guys, I coach adults, mm-hmm. successful adults, unsuccessful mm-hmm. adults. I'm going to let you in a little secret. We're all kids. Yeah, for <laughs> You're sure. You're all just man. kids. Yeah, it's it, it's 100% true. Yes. And especially people that aren't grow. I mean, they're real kids. Real kids. I mean, Some people's kids. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are, man. Life is so quick, man. It is. Like, it really yesterday is. I was in first grade, for sure. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Uh, I can't believe that I'm like, it's. I still feel uh, very young, you know? Mm-hmm. And Garrett is very young. Garrett is in first grade. But he said, yeah, yeah he, he's still in first. <laughs> he's in he's the man be in first grade. Next, yeah, so next here's year. the thing, Garrett, which I'm super excited that like you're doing these things and you're mm-hmm. already an entrepreneur and you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. and you have a growth mindset. Like, isn't that cool? Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it is, bro. Like, I had that, like, a, a, a glimmer, a speck of that at your age. But, like, where you're at, I'm excited to watch your journey oh, and be a cheerleader that. for you because it's awesome. Like, this is what I'm talking about, gratitude. Like, yeah. I'm grateful to know you because it's inspiring to me, like, how good your head-on is now. And also, and this isn't uh, a negative thing. It's just a fact. Like, how far away you are from who you're going to be in five years. <laughs> yeah. Like that's even yeah. more like, it's so exciting for me. Like mm-hmm. how your wisdom's going to grow and like your mindset's going to grow in that amount of time, dude, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. yeah. It, sometimes it's hard for me to appreciate sure. that or think about that. Like five years from now, what could I do? Like when right now I'm just like, I'm just doing the things I need to do and like yeah, getting, getting to the next day. It's hard to see, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe I could do this yeah, and just, you know, think about how great that would be. It's hard yeah, to do. That's coming. Yeah. I look at Garrett as an experiment, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's, an exper- he's an experiment. He's the best of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like, think about what, who else, you know, I, I don't like to compare you, but you have to understand that where you are and what you're doing mm-hmm. even right now is completely different than uh what other opportunities people have like to to experience or talk about these things mm-hmm. it's it's right. uh, hey you want to you want to drink this bottle of whiskey and blackout yeah yeah, yeah that was <laughs> the, what my I, conversation yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah at our at your yeah. age we were together at uh mike's you know hey uh, you want to learn to ride around. this motorcycle yeah uh, i've never ridden one but let's give it a shot i'm only six <laughs> beers deep <laughs> but yeah it's awesome uh to see that but um well, how long we got? I got like five minutes. Okay, we got to go. We got well, hour look, thirty-seven. Okay, well, uh, I'm I'm starting to end the podcast uh, uh, in a specific way. 
I want you to kind of think about somebody who is going through that 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 very very tough time in their life okay uh, maybe the most tragic and the most challenging time of their life because that person's out there whether or not they're watching this podcast maybe they do later on uh, I want you to look into the camera if you can and um, and give them the real to help them through that challenge because this person does not know how to deal with this challenge they sure. do not know how to get from point A to point B to get over and through the uh, insurmountable obstacle that they're dealing with so I want you to do your best effort and give them uh, what you think is going to help them get through it because it may make the difference. Here's the thing, person. You may be struggling. You may be going through something right now. I'm going to remind you of three G's. All right. Grit, grace, and gratitude. Number one, grit. You have to realize, like the fact that you are watching this and listening to this right now, is you have made it through the worst days of your entire life. Give yourself some credit for that. You have right now at this point made it through the worst days of your entire life and you're still here. So even though that the storm is raging all around you and you can't see the sun, it doesn't mean that the sun doesn't exist because you got to remind yourself that you've been through things before and you're here and you will get through this again. So how do you do it? First, you got to start with the gratitude of that you are here still and you have the chance, you have the choice. Man, here's the thing too, it might not even be something traumatic. It might be that you're in a place and you feel empty and lost and you don't know what to do, change it. It doesn't matter how long that you've walked down the wrong path, you can turn around, it is literally your life. There are people who have changed everything at 60, 70, even 80 years old to completely craft a new life. It is not too late for you and the story that you tell yourself every day is gonna have a drastic impact on the result. You have to realize that you have the pen and the paper and you are drawing your life every single moment, every single day you're authoring it. Are you being the hero? Are you being the villain? Are you being the victim? Start crafting that. What would the hero do of your life right now? Author that, write it down. It might sound silly and yet being able to, to come up with the awareness and the plan around what a hero of your life would do right now, that's gonna give you a roadmap to your next step. Man, the gratitude and then also the grace. Give yourself grace. It is okay to be where you're at. It is okay to feel what you feel. It is okay to be in a dark spot. It is okay to feel sadness, depression, loneliness, like a failure. That's okay. Stop beating yourself up over it. Some of us, guys, we say things to ourselves in our own minds that we would never say to another human being. We say things to ourselves in our own minds that we would never say to someone that we love. We talk so much trash, so many bad words and limiting beliefs to ourselves and our brains when no one's around late at night, deep by ourselves, that we would be embarrassed to say out loud. Those are not true. You are literally putting yourself in a prison of your own design every time you say that. Every time you do that limiting self-talk, that negative beating yourself up, you're building brick by brick a prison for yourself. Stop it. Next time you have those thoughts, next time you have those limiting beliefs where you call yourself a failure, you tell yourself you're not worth it, you're not of value, think about someone you care about. Think about someone you respect. Think about someone that you look up to, someone you idolize, someone that you want to have a relationship with or you do have a relationship with and tell them that they're not worth it. If you have kids, pull them in your mind's eye and look them in the face and tell them that they're not worth it, that they're not valuable. Pull up a picture of you as a toddler, as a baby, as a young kid, and tell them that they're not valuable, that they're not worth it. 
you can't do it. Or if you did do it, it was very hard to do. That's because you understand at your core that it's not true and that they don't deserve it. Stop doing that to yourself. Change your thinking, change your world, change the words that you're using to yourself, change the words you're writing on the paper in the book of your life and start to author a different story. You got to remember the, the origin story of a villain and a hero are the same thing. The villain and the hero have both been through terrible things. Heroes are usually orphans. They've had traumatic experiences. Villains, same thing. They walk with a limp. They might have a scar on their face. Uh, they have been hurt by the world. The difference between the hero and the villain, though, is the villain says, I've been hurt this way, and now I'm going to hurt others. The hero says, I've been hurt this way and I've made through it, and now my goal is to make sure that no one else has to hurt like this again. So what story are you writing? Are you going to be the hero or the villain? It's okay that something's happened. Now it's your responsibility to do something about it. I believe in you. Wow. Wow. The oh, best. Man. The best, that man. Thank, thank you for that. Uh, that was incredible. That was incredible. I'm going to clip that thing. <laughs> I'm going to put that thing everywhere, man, because that is that is incredible. Thank yeah. you so much for that. Dude, my pleasure. Thank you so much for being here today. Very excited to have you here. Thank and, you, Kyle. Uh, yeah, man. Thank really you for letting it, me man. witness you, man. I'm going to be really here following it. you like, uh, like white on a polar bear, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're out. That's another episode, man. We'll see you next time. Right, thank Thanks you. for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Life. is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game, it's no longer a game anymore at all. You start living your life.